Thank you. Right. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stat 2? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. No. Two in the box! Ready to go! We be fast and they be slow! Wow! A second Super Saiyan? Second in order, perhaps, but by no means in stature. Your fight is with me now. And when I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. Man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator. How could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. Hey everyone, this is Chris here with the Inside the Sequel podcast, the podcast where we talk about sequel movies that don't get the love and the appreciation that they rightfully and truly deserve. Uh, today's episode, we're talking about little green monsters, and we're not talking about aliens, uh, but we're talking about Gremlins 2 from 1990 by Joe Dante. Remember the last time we told you not to feed them after midnight. We told you to keep them away from the light. And the most important warning of all, we told you to never, ever get them wet. You didn't listen. They're mutating. Sir, is the building on fire? No, no, that's a false alarm. Uh, are you trying to panic New York City? Absolutely not. So the monsters are real? I didn't say that. Gremlins 2. The new batch. Uh, this is a movie that got thrown on my desk, and I was like, ooh, this should be interesting, because I haven't seen this one in a while. And the person who was doing the throwing and it was kind of like one of those noir films where like the boss just throws a bunch of papers on your desk and says, <laughs> do this for me. Um, but this is first time guest and long time, um, supporter of the YouTube channel at her reviews. And also just on Twitter. And now with this podcast, um, it's Noah, Noah Klein. Noah, why don't you say hi? Hey guys, what's up? Hey Noah, thanks for, thank you so much for like, just bringing this like to my attention. Um, I've always liked gremlins, but gremlins too, was never one I really watched a lot of as a kid compared to the first one. But then you told me when I knew I wanted to have you on the podcast that you wanted to do Gremlins too. Like you, you were like, "That's my slot," and no one else better touch it. I yeah. really like that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my. It's honest to God, one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh. And uh, yeah, I loved it since I was a kid, and. I don't know. It's something that doesn't get talked about that much. Everyone talks about the first one, but the second one doesn't get enough talk. So, yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, especially when it comes to the long catalog of amazing Joe Dante films, I never think to put Gremlins two. Sometimes on a day I'll put Gremlins up there, but Gremlins two never. Um, but no, before we start talking about that movie today, I want the listeners to kind of know a little bit about your, but about you, because I all I know is that you're from Indiana and you're on Eastern time. <laughs> yeah yeah that's about um the most interesting thing about me no I'm just no kidding. no okay but... <laughs> the self-loathing is only reserved for me as the host i reserve that right okay i respect that <laughs> but no i'm a 21 year old that lives in indiana um that just loves movies loves video games too but oh, more importantly good. movies oh um, good yeah i 
lately, like over the past year and a half, I've been getting into almost every genre of film. I was kind of in a box at one point, you know, just watching, you know, what was popular. But yeah, over the past year, I've gotten into horror a lot more. I used to be a real big scaredy cat. So, yeah. Oh, that is music to my ears. Yeah, I, rem- I think everyone goes to that period, Noah, where it's like you're just watching what's coming out or like what's the newest thing, you know, like the instant right. classics, the Nolan movies is usually what comes to mind for me. Um, but so I invited you to this podcast and you wanted to talk about sequel and I can only put two and two together. Noah, you like sequels, right? Oh, yeah, I love sequels. Awesome. Do you- so is it like growing up? Did you watch movies? Um, yeah, quite a bit. Um, we had a family video pretty close to our house, so <laughs> we, there's a lot of rent over there. Yeah. One of my favorite memories where I think we're inside family videos or at least the, oh, yeah. the weekend started with the family video, you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So with sequels, what are some of your favorite sequels like, uh, growing up or movies that have grown, you know, oh. into your heart more? That's a good question. Um, Gremlins too, for sure. Uh, <laughs> T2. I really like T2. Watched yes. it for the first time last year. Yes. Um, Aliens. Uh, Toy Story 3 is really high up there for me. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I love that movie. No, What about Toy Story 4, though? I liked it. I liked it. I wasn't in the camp that hated it. Uh, it that's a movie where I was like, why are we making this movie? But then I started crying oh, yeah. the first five minutes of the movie in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of some other big ones off the top of my head. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's Ooh. one of my favorite movies, too. That's up there. Yeah. Um, what about horror movies? You said you've been getting into horror movies. Any horror sequels? Because Lord knows there's a plethora of them. That's the thing. I So lately, since I've been getting into horror movies, I kind of have preconceived notions going into some of these bigger franchises where it's like everyone says, oh, the first one's good and the rest aren't. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can just watch this first one. So, like, I've only seen Halloween and then that new Halloween movie, the 2018 one. Um, I yeah. haven't seen any of the others. <gasps> yeah, I just went and saw Nightmare on Elm Street um, last weekend in theaters. Haven't seen any of the others, but my vacation started today and I own them all. So I'm going to try to watch through those on my <laughs> vacation. That's so go. awesome. Yeah, and uh, but horror sequels, I don't know if I actually have too many. That I've seen. I have to pull up the letterbox. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Noah's on letterbox and he he does some reviews and it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no. So if you have that Friday, not Friday, that Nightmare on Elm Street box set um, that I have, it's kind of bummy. You know, I'm glad it exists so we can own yeah. them all. But man, I really wish there was like a deluxe edition of that. Oh my God. Yeah. Like something akin to that um, Friday 13th box set that just came out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mm-hmm. would love that. Yeah. So if you guys, if my Patreons are listening to that, let's pull our money together to get Noah that box set. Uh, oh, we yeah. need to get his film education <laughs> undergoing now. Uh, <laughs> so, dude, um, yeah, so I definitely want to hear your thoughts on Letterboxd. When you start going through Nightmare and you get to Nightmare 2, I want to hear your thoughts on that because that's like my favorite sequel movie ever. It's like my favorite of the Nightmare movies, too. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I will. I'll try to get a little in-depth with the reviews on this one. Yeah, and let's see. There's eight of those movies. So I just went through the uh, Universal Monster movies, and there was eight of those in, like, my vacation week. So it's like, this should be nothing for you. In fact, you might even have more fun than me. Okay, yeah. That's another blind spot, too, is those Universal Monster movies. Never seen any of them. 
Yeah, I think the goal of this podcast and everything is just to let listeners know it's not a race when it comes to these movies. You go at your own speed. You know, there's no judgment. I'm sure you can tease some of your friends and stuff like that on certain things. But like, you know, when it comes down to it, we're all on the same boat of just loving and enjoying movies. So like, don't discourage someone because they haven't seen a movie. So I'm sure, you know, like Chris Bowie from Film Stocked. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a great friend of mine and he's going through some of these movies and I forget, like I'm only 24, but he's 20 and he's like talking about watching Friday for the first time and nightmare and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so, I can't believe there's someone that's in their twenties who hasn't seen this. And then I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, you got to think about like the type of movies we like and like the ways we grew up. Sometimes we weren't, you know, some people weren't like me at like nine or 10 years old watching nightmare on Elm street for the first time, you know, like, they right. like that's not just a normal thing. And I, I still need to seek help on that. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, what I love most, what I was noticing a lot and I can't, that's what kind of want to read, like see your reviews on these movies eventually is um, a lot of younger people who are younger than even me. And in my friend group, I'm the youngest. Um, is like how they're experiencing these movies for the first time in like this in this age of like movies now, you know? Because like Chris yeah. was like talking about Nightmare and like Friday the Thirteenth for the first time, and I remember what my thoughts were of watching those movies for the first time. But that was like in the early two thousands, you know. And like now with how horror movies have progressed, you know, some of them maybe don't age as well, or sometimes the audience that it that are watching it now aren't um, as infatuated with it. I think that's so interesting. I don't even get mad. Like if someone's like, oh, nightmares, okay, whatever. Sure, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm having an aneurysm. But at the same time, I'm like, that is so interesting that that, that you know, this age group at this time is not connecting to these movies like I thought I did, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, For so since we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, I went and saw it last weekend, mm-hmm. and – I had seen it when I was a kid and I really liked it, but I didn't remember much. So I had a lot of fun with it. I really like it. Probably one of the best horror films I've ever seen. Mm, But absolutely. But there was a ton of people in the theater that were, uh, there was quite a few kids or like teenagers and a lot of people were laughing in there (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think with how horror films are today, uh, I think people aren't, you know, as scared as, they used to be of some of these older ones, which makes sense with how time oh. has changed and stuff. Yeah, especially with like COVID, like you know, there's so much more scary things than uh, probably Freddy Krueger right now. Yeah, and just being a Gen Zer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what else have you been watching? We were just talking before we started recording about Scream. Tell me about that. Yeah, I had never seen any of the Scream movies. Up until last month, I watched the first one for the first time, and that movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I've waited so long to watch that. And I thought, um, I'm blanking on the actress's name that's at the way beginning of the movie. Oh, uh, Barrymore. Yeah, I thought she was in it the whole time. <laughs> Just like going into the movie, I thought she was in it the whole time. And I had seen the uh, scary movies, you know, like the scary oh. movie trilogy. <laughs> So yeah. I thought that Dewey was going to be the one that was like killing everyone because mm-hmm. I think Doofy or whatever his name is from Scary Movie is the one that did it. So I had all these like, you know, things going into it where I was totally wrong and it made it really fun because usually with a lot of the movies I'm watching today that came out 20 years ago, uh-huh. I already know what happens. Like the spoilers of, are so popular, like uh, Fight Club or Seven, uh-huh. like some of those movies I've 
went into it knowing what the big twists are. So it was nice going into this one, not knowing what to expect. Mm -hmm. That movie, even though like I've seen that movie plenty of times too, it's the, where the, it's just the ride to get there. It's just so enjoyable, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could see myself watching this like two, three times a year at least. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, it's almost two. It's basically like two hours long, and I swear that's like the that movie's two hours is like the fastest thing on the planet next to Usain Bolt. It is yeah. so quick. Yeah, for sure. It was so much faster than I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's like you know, you, everybody's like Wolfman goes by very quickly and it ends, and it's so true. But man, Scream Two, uh, Scream, but Scream Two, but Scream One, that movie's two hours and it goes by really effing quick too. Um, did you watch the sequels? I forgot. I, I've seen the second one mm-hmm. and I wasn't the biggest fan on it. So I haven't seen three or four yet. Yeah. Um, three, I like three. Like I said, I think that franchise is pretty foolproof in terms of like, you know, there's going to be a weaker link of all of them. But like, to me, that's still a really good movie in comparison to a lot of other movies and sequels. Uh, but scream four is awesome. Um, Okay. I, I I would be excited to see what you think of Scream Four because like it really is updated because it came out in 2011 I think or 2012. Wow. Uh, so like I'll be really curious to hear what you think about that. Um, has there been uh what have you been playing? You said you're a gamer. I don't have too many gamers besides Seth on here. Um, what are oh. you playing? Um, right now I just got the new Watch Dogs game that came out the other day. Ooh, so I've Legion. been playing that a little bit. Yeah, it's. Really cool. I'm enjoying that one quite a bit. Um, yeah, that Ubisoft is really kind of. Do they are they still making those games? Yep. Man, they they've really come a long way from where they were like in purgatory of making the same games over and over again. Yeah, they've reinvigorated a lot of their franchises, which is nice because, you know, it's better than playing the same op- you know same type of open world game every year and all that. Mm-hmm. But, are you going to get Cyberpunk when it comes oh, out? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got I pushed back. Wait. Yeah, I saw that, but I'm okay with that because it was A, only three weeks, and B, the PS5 comes out in a couple of weeks. So it gives me a little bit of time to play Miles Morales or uh, Demon Souls. <laughs> Is this the that. part where you start bragging to me that you got a PS5 pre order? Oh, yeah, I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got lucky. I got lucky. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was just refreshing target's website and just waiting and waiting so yeah hopefully it comes on day one i heard that it might be delayed a few days yeah i'm gonna have to be one of the poor people playing the ps4 for a bit because i missed the window on that um i ended up going like to uh, branson missouri which is about a 40 minute drive from where i'm at in springfield and i went there because i thought a lot of old people live in Branson, so you know none of them are probably going to go to GameStop there and, and get a pre-order for a PS5. So I get there, and there was like hardly a line, and I'm like, holy crap, I think I'm going to get it. But then a fight broke broke out, and then the store closed and said we're full on pre-orders. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted God. to like join in the fight to be a part of something, but <laughs> like most things in my life, I'm excluded from the cool things, so... <laughs> yeah i can relate to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's awesome man it's you're, you're doing great with the games too i'm still working on the last of us too and i fucking love that game it's so amazing oh, yeah that one is so good you mm-hmm. haven't beaten it yet no i've been taking my time with it plus when fifa came out i'm such a fifa guy um 
I have to grind on that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Tulu too is so good. So good. Yeah, I love that franchise. Uh, I love what Drunkman Drunkman did on it. It's it's just so perfect so far. But uh, well, yeah, I'm about 20 hours in, I think, or a little bit more than that. Um, okay. But yeah, really good stuff. So when it comes to sequels, you kind of talked about some of your favorites. Do you like find yourself liking maybe more like horror sequel movies more? Or, like, do you go like towards gravitating like the sci-fi sequels or like heaven forbid these comedy sequels that come out as well? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have to say no to the comedy sequels. And yeah. so far, no to the horror ones, except for Evil Dead 2. I loved Evil Dead 2. Okay, good man. <laughs> <laughs> um but I'm a big nerd. I love comic books. So I, I gotta say, I love these comic book uh, movies and their sequels. Oh, yeah. um, that's, that's probably my number one, but I'm trying to think, I, I don't know. I like sequels from like pretty much every genre. There's a few real, uh, real gems inside each genre that have very great sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed like myself like forgiving more horror sequels, but then like being like with comic book sequels being a little bit more like critical on for some reason, even though like they're comic book movies as well, you know? Yeah, I get it. But then on any given day, you can put a gun to my head and I'll say X-Men The Last Stand is one of the best um, sequel superhero movies of all time next to Spider-Man 2. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like that movie. I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. Um. I wouldn't put it up there, but I'm glad someone does. <laughs> it's because Beast is in it, and I love Ian McKellen when he says, oh. they say it's a cure, but we are the cure. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Juggernaut's pretty good in that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's way better in that than he even is in the other sequel, Deadpool 2. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I love Deadpool 2, but I will give Juggernaut from X-Men. Whoa. Dude, Deadpool 2 made me an angry you. When I left the theater, I was so, like, pissed. I was like, I don't even know why I went to go see this movie. Oh, I went to see it because Josh Brolin was in it. And I was, like, I was part of that hype for the summer of Brolin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, that surprises me because I saw it two days in a row. I saw it opening night and then the next night. Holy crap. Yeah, it came out on my birthday, so I was like, yeah, hey. celebrate a little bit. <laughs> okay, so so your birthday's in May as well, or is that was yeah. that June? Yeah, May. Dang, your your same birthday month as my friend Seth. That's pretty sick. I went to go see that with him. I just kept thinking Infinity War though. Yeah, yeah, that came out a month before it. Yeah. Oh man, it was crazy how we got <clears throat> two super that those two, and I think Solo also came out that same month. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I dare say Solo is my favorite of those three movies that came out that month because Solo is one of the best Star Wars movies. I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. you that. <laughs> Can you imagine if this podcast ends up being like a Star Wars sequel talk and then it's only about the sequel movies and uh, the spinoffs? Oh, man. <laughs> the, the few yeah. listeners that are already listening or barely listening would be like, okay, I'm turning this guy off. Yeah, I was going to say the dislikes might start rolling in. <laughs> Oh jeez! Do, do you remember? I I hate how you talk about all these movies that came to theaters and stuff. Do you even remember movie theaters? <laughs> oh, dude, I've been going a lot lately. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've seen. I mean, right when COVID started, theaters were closed for about two months over here. Yeah. But I want to say in June they opened back up. 
and they all we've been playing were classic movies so i actually got to see quite a few for the first time in the theater which was <sighs> super fun that's one of my highlights of like every summer is when there's like a theater here called b&b theater which stands for bad and bummy but um <laughs> they usually during the summer they host like those classic movies like Jaws, Indiana Jones, E.T., Casablanca, you know, and then like AMC, at least back home near Chicago, they would play like things like The Godfather, a few Miyazaki summer movies. So it'd be really sweet. Um, But, you know, with COVID going on, they closed everything down basically in terms of theaters. And we have an Alamo um, here. And I love the Alamo. And the woman who runs it, Jen, is like amazing. Biggest crush. But um, <laughs> yeah, I probably should have said that. But uh, she's the film club there that she runs is awesome. But we they had to close things down because of COVID, and they tried to open up for a little bit. Unfortunately, I missed out on all that stuff, especially the Jim Cummings werewolf movie that came out. I oh, missed... I just watched that. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. I really liked it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I just watched his, both of his movies just over the past week he actually oh. liked my review for thunder road yeah he's really notorious not notorious but like he's well known for doing that on twitter which is so great i think honestly for a guy who was from college humor and then doing this it's beautiful it's yeah, awesome yeah i love thunder road as well yeah that one was so good yeah I had no uh no expectations going into it i was blown away we should like all be growing mustaches like jim cummings in that movie <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, right. <laughs> so we're, uh, in the, let's see the only movie i did see in theaters was tenet i that was like my first christopher nolan movie in theaters bot guy can you believe that oh wow i don't Holy know have cow. you seen any nolan movies in theaters i saw the dark knight when i was a kid in theaters <sighs> my you know, older brother I, took me that's was that too, that came out the same year as iron man in 2008 yep I, and I didn't see either of those in theaters. <laughs> oh, man, I saw both. I was one of those kids that were, like, begging my dad to go take us to go see Incredible Hulk and Iron Man and Batman. You know, the ironic, the ironic thing was, like, I grew up right by an AMC for, like, from, like, 2010 to, like, when I left home in 2016. And um, I would only see... Like the only movies I would go and see were like date night movies with with girls that they probably should look back and think, why did I go out with him in <laughs> high school? Like we saw like horror movies like Mama and stuff like that. But then, you know, I would my friends would make me go see like those Kevin Hart comedy movies. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then sometimes, sometimes I get to go to the theater by myself or with like my dad and we would watch like you know, the Star Wars movies when they came out and some of those classic movies were, those were really, um, and then they let me see Godzilla 2014, which at the time I thought was good. And then I rewatched it and I got super angry and then realized the sequel King of the monsters is better. And I'm like, yeah, sequel movies are better, right? Yeah, there you go. I haven't, (laughs) um, I, I know you're a big Godzilla fan. I haven't seen any of them except for the, uh, Matthew Broderick one. We have that on VHS. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the one I don't own because I grew up watching that one the most. And I, I'm out, and like looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know if I need to own it because I saw it so much as a kid. But yeah, I probably will own it at some point. Um, yeah, if you're ever in Missouri and Springfield after everything gets, you know, done and over with eventually, hopefully, um, and you're not a Pacers fan, I'll let you, you know, maybe watch some of these Godzilla movies with me. 
That sounds good, and yeah, I am not a Pacers fan. Okay, good. You know, Nathan Jones is, and he's never been from Indiana, and I'm like, I'm a Raptors fan, dude. Like, are you seriously, like, trying to be a Pacers fan right now? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah, I'm an OKC Thunder fan. Hey! (laughs) But... But, it's yeah. all good yeah i dude godzilla is amazing and those sequel movies are perfect so thank you for bringing that up and making me yeah. happy yeah. <laughs> uh do you even remember matthew broderick like he was like where's he been that's a good question <laughs> what's the last thing he's been in oh gosh i don't even know I, I i barely i barely like even think about how he was the voice of simba in, in Lion King. yeah yeah that blew my mind <laughs> yeah as a kid i'm like what ferris did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was crazy mm-hmm. it's, it looks like the last movie he was in is called Daybreak hmm. it's a movie directed by or is it a TV show it's a Netflix TV show never mind okay. there you go you can find <laughs> Matthew Broderick with Adam Sandler um, on Netflix <laughs> did you oh. see Hubie Halloween no I have not <laughs> <laughs> I might skip that I, one this year. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. I, Adam Sandler, he just doesn't do it for me really anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate seeing you're not a big fan of Uncut Gems. Never you think your life is more important than I don't life. know who said that. Okay, is this like the thing the internet's going to remember me for? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing I remember because that's my second favorite movie of all time. Holy crap. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. I've seen it, I think, six times since it's come out. I want to say no cap, but like you said six times. Wow. You Dang, Bucko. Yeah, I love that movie. I think I have three or four Uncut Gems t-shirts too. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you dressed up as him for Halloween? Uh, you know, when I hit 40 and I get the gut, you know, maybe I'll. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe will I'll that be that. before or after the gambling problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's right at the start of it. Right oh, perfect. Time. Perfect. Well, you, you'll, you'll get to have a, a mistress like Julia Fox, maybe. So that'd be kind of sweet. Oh, yep. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uncut gems. Uh, are we going to talk about that on this podcast today? Uh, maybe another day. <laughs> if Chris Bowie comes on here, he's going to probably listen and press me on that too. Then we'll finally get the answers, but yeah, I'm not an uncut gem guy at all. Um, yeah. If you want to see good gems in a movie, you should just watch Thief with James Kahn. Um, he's a jewel thief. Oh, uh, I just bought that on the Criterion Collection. It's sitting right hey, are you one of those boutique label snobs, Noah? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a snob, but I have <laughs> <laughs> probably like 15 Criterion movies, maybe a little bit more. I think okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if you're collecting boutique label movies, dude, respect. Yeah, I really like the Criterion Collection. It's opened my eyes to a lot of cinema that I probably would have never watched without it. Oh, dude, that's so true. It literally is a film school. It really yeah. is. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of have a, uh, a month left on the Criterion channel, and I've been like lackadaisical about going on that app. I need to change that. Yeah, I haven't used the app too much, but um, just because I have such a big back catalog of them, criterions <laughs> i bought you but i'll get there yeah i'm such an arrow guy it's actually disgusting like i'm just obsessed with that big arrow logo i just i can't stop buying them yeah i have a few arrows but not as many as the criterions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I'm waiting for Gremlins 2 to get its proper boutique label release, though. So oh my they've been putting out yeah. a lot of Joe Dante out with Matinee and, uh, you know, a few of his other movies, like The Burbs as well. So I don't know why there isn't a Gremlins or even like a Small Soldiers, you know, boutique label release. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I would cry tears of joy if that happened. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and right. Gremlins One just got a 4K release, so yeah, that's right. I don't know who did the design for the the cover for it. I don't know whether to shake their hand or kind of question them because it seems a little sus. But I'm also down for it. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. I'm not the biggest fan of the cover, but you know the movie's good, so I can let it slide. Yeah, <laughs> right. I I just I own that that double pack and Mitch from the terror tables probably listening in like a double pack. Cause he's one of the good guys where he wants to buy them individually. And I respect that. I just yeah. don't have the means to do that yet with some of these movies. Yeah. I have um, a triple pack with Goonies. <laughs> ooh, <laughs> It's like, it's like you pick it up with the, like the, the pinky, like, not like the pinky, but like the ends of your fingers. Like it's like the gross sock in your room, <laughs> you know, like the cum yeah. sock. And you like, you pick it up and you're like, ew. <laughs> 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 oh man that's uh, a that's an analogy uh yeah did anybody have a cum sock <laughs> <laughs> i'm so fucked up <laughs> holy shit i'm gonna come oh my goodness uh that's an uncut gems quote shoot <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's oh. get into grim Speaking of gross and disgusting things. So the first Gremlins came out uh, in 1984, um, six years before the sequel movie came out from Joe Dante. And uh, I absolutely love Gremlins. I grew, I watched it as a kid and I loved it. And I still watch it as a doll. And it's a Christmas movie too, which ties in with horror. So it's one of those rare horror movies you can watch during Christmas time. Yeah, it's, it's so good as I don't know. One of the best Christmas movies of all time, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I can't put it in my top three lineup with uh, Jingle All the Way, Christmas with the Cranks, and the Santa Claus. But yeah, yeah. it's in that top five for sure. For sure, it has to be in that top five. Yeah, I, I respect that. Nightmare Before Christmas is my number one. Oh, Gremlins is up there. Do you remember when you first saw Gremlins, though? Ooh. No, I remember when I first saw Gremlins, too. Mm-hmm. But the first one, I don't know. I We have it on DVD, or we had it on DVD in the house. So just watching it at home sometime. <laughs> yeah, I, I think when I watched it for the first time, it was on VHS. It was a rental. No, it was on TV. No, we watched it on TV. Um, like, my cousins and I. And I loved it because Gizmo was so cute. Like, to me as a kid, he was the cutest thing ever. Um, yeah. And then, like, when the Gremlins came out, I always loved that theme song that played. Yeah. So it's like, this movie's great. And then you saw Dick Miller as well. And I'm like, it's the guy from Small Soldiers and every other Joe Dante movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's in, I don't know if every single one, but he's in quite I a few. I think he's in every single one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I can't remember if he was in The Howling or not from, Joe, you know, the, the werewolf one. I don't know if he was in that. But we'll have to look that one up. But yeah, that's where I kind of grew up, you know, with Gremlins. Uh, when did you first watch uh gremlins 2 oh i'd have to be probably like 9 10 11 years old and yeah we rented it from family video and my dad recorded it onto a vhs tape for us (laughs) and that was the only movie he ever did it for too which is interesting 
Um, yeah, the FBI is kind of listening in, kind of sus. <laughs> Oops, I mean, we bought five copies and we were using those the whole time. <laughs> no, but yeah, we used to play that all the time in the house. Such a good movie. Oh, that's awesome. You know what's crazy? With the first Gremlins, what I didn't notice the first time was it had so many like actors like, you know, Phoebe Cates. I'm like, where did I see her from? And I'm like, oh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know? And then yeah. Corey Feldman's in it as well. But I never noticed that Howie Mandel was Gizmo. <laughs> like, I yeah. still kind of have to piece that together. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's it's very interesting. It's pretty shocking finding that out. Yeah, but you know, so the Gremlins movie, you know, the Mogwai, which is uh, Gizmo, he gets adopted. And he has the three rules that you can't get him wet, you can't feed him past midnight. Um, and you got to can't give them sunlight, you know, basically what you do for a horror movie fan, you know, like when they're binging, it's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I remember watching this movie so much as a kid and just, it was so fun. But now as an adult, cause I can't remember watching gremlins too. When I watched it the other night, I was immediately on board for the second one, like immediately because oh, of the really? title. Yeah. Because the, the title entrance that shows the cast and the crew, they basically brought everyone back for this sequel. And you don't see that often. No. And I forget how many years later did it come out? Six Six years Five. later because it came out in 1990. Yeah. So, yeah, with that amount of time, usually you lose quite a few people, you know, because they're off doing other things by then. But, no. Got everyone back. Yeah, it literally has everyone back and they're older. And the movie makes sense for a sequel in its progression because – um, Kate and Billy are grown up a little bit and they move to New York and they're working together. They're planning on getting married and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's a total, you know, that, 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 that fits the mold of like progress from the first movie. Um, and of course, Dick Miller's in it again. And, um, Gizmo is still, um, with, uh, what's the character's name? I have to look that one up. Um, oh, is it uh, Kie? I think it's like Mr. Wing. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Wang. Wang. Yeah, and it's the same actor from the first movie, and he does look significantly older as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it makes sense why um, Gizmo is still around and everything. He's obsessed with sequel movies, obviously, too, because he's watching Rambo, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I'm like, what? Awesome, cool. Because I watched Rambo, too, on, you know, on the 4th of July, because I had that huge hard-on for America, I guess. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh, sweet. He's watching that. Because I could, uh, you see the gifts of like Gizmo with the bandana. And I was like, I don't know which one that's from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, I wonder if he was watching just Rambo 2 on a loop. Or if it was like, or if there was, you know, just a bunch of movies in there that he was watching. Gizmo likes sequels, dude. I'm telling you, he's all about them. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, like sequels, this movie has like so many movie references. That's why I like, I think, this one more than the first one, is there's so many more references and satire comedy um, in in reference to the first movie and, like, other movies as well, which I think works really well for this time. Yeah, and it was really ahead of its time with all, like, the fourth wall breaking and stuff and kind of poking fun at, you know, some of the um, questions and problems with the first movie, like, in the part in the second one where they're trying to figure out the rules in that little control room and yeah. they're making fun of it and all that kind of stuff. And they end up paying for it. But, yeah. And uh, then somebody immediately dies, right? 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, like 45 minutes into this movie, it just turns into a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. It goes crazy. Well, even the intro with the Warner Brothers logo with Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that too. Yeah, they so, just know how to have fun. Yeah, and I think this uh, that works for this sequel, no? I mean, I think as a kid watching Gremlins 1 and 2, I would probably like Gremlins 2 more just because it's more of a comedy. Like, the Gremlins look a lot different than the first movie, too. Yeah, and they're in it a lot more. And they're oh. not, like, all looking the same. And, um, you know, there's, like, an electric Gremlin and a vegetable Gremlin and <laughs> stuff like that. And that female Gremlin. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, not for me, but she was eyeing a human like he was a snack. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, because the first movie, uh, it's definitely like a it's like a critique on like consumerism in a way, you know, and yeah. like the Christmas season and stuff, which is funny because that movie came out in the summer. Um, and then this yeah. one kind of takes over that with like talking about large corporations, you know, and yeah. like dehumanizing people and like cubicles and stuff and like, you know, you know, mega stores and stuff like that. It definitely is like, you know, commenting on that, but then it's also just like being a full fledged comedy on its own with some really good horror as well. And I swear, I don't see too many sequels that it's like that. That's why I was like, wow, Noah, like props to you for gremlins too. Well, thank you, but yeah, that this movie juggles a lot of different things, and I feel like they balance, you know, they balance it pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the corporate greed stuff is pretty funny to me, and yeah, like Daniel Clamp kind of, kind of being like a, um, I don't know if they were trying to like parody him off of like Donald Trump and his tower <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, at the time. Oh, but that'd be interesting to find out about. That would be interesting. What I liked about Daniel Clamp was that he was the CEO, but he's like this on cloud nine kind of guy. You know, he's not like the CEO's like got time to lean, got time to clean, counting my money like Scrooge McDuck, you know? Yeah. Like he's actually proud of what he's doing and he thinks he's actually doing good, but they never make him out to be a bad guy. And I'm like, that is so interesting for a movie like that, you know? Yeah, usually they get to the point of being kind of like cartoony or like mustache twirling you know mm -hmm. those type of figures in movies mm -hmm. and yeah they he's pretty interesting he's pretty yeah i kind of watch i kind of liked him you know he's like my favorite second daniel in my life that i really enjoy <laughs> you know <laughs> shout out to daniel from god west for that one if he gets it <laughs> um but i really like that i was i was really surprised by that because he seemed like he was going to be hell bent on like rebuilding New York and fitting it into whatever fashion he has, you know, but he's actually just trying to like improve ways of life. But he just doesn't know how to do it. So I was like, okay, Joe Dante, nice job on that. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. And it brings Jerry Goldsmith back for doing the score. And I love Jerry Goldsmith. He's like my favorite composer. He did alien. So right off the bat there, super yeah. happy with that. And he does most of the Joe Dante movies as well. And they're just really good scores. Yeah, the Gremlin scores for one and two. Just mm -hmm. perfect. perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing I did notice with this the sequel, they they try to like recreate some of the scenes from the first movie. And for me, I thought it was like, oh, okay, like I get what they're doing here to kind of remind you, like this is the sequel. You know, it's doing the same thing but in a different way. Yeah, um, like the bar scene, like in the first movie where Kate is like pouring drinks for all of them in a bar. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is going on? And then the sequel, they're doing the same thing again, you know? Yeah. And 
the flashing gremlin makes his uh, second appearance. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in the first one I was watching it. But the other thing was I liked the cast. I think the cast was perfect for the new character. So they have Haviland Morris as Marla, which is Billy's boss, like on the floor they're at. I liked her. Um, I really liked Christopher Lee as the mad doctor. That was such a smart choice. Yeah, he did. He was perfect. And the two uh, twins from T2 that were, you know, his little assistants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were uh, great. What yeah. a squad. Uh-huh. And then you get Hulk Hogan in the movie as well. You got Leonard Malton as well. And um, oh, yeah. and uh, Robert Prosky, who was the vampire in the movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was great, too. Yeah. Red. <laughs> you know what's funny? The only reason I recognized him was like, that's the that's the guy from um, uh, Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that's the only way I remembered him. I, I don't know. I remember, like, these lesser actors from, like, these movies, and that's it. Like, I was like, the guy from Last of, Last Action yeah, Hero. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm looking at what, it, what else he's in. Oh, he's in Thief. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, and it has Dick Miller coming back, and I think he's just Dick Miller does whatever he wants on screen, and it works. You know, like he's oh, just yeah. one of those guys who just always had that it thing. Yeah, he's electric. Mm-hmm, sure. mm-hmm. Um, let's see, but the Gremlins two movie. So Billy and Kate are working there together, and they're like working basically to get married, I guess, and when he sees gizmo because he hasn't seen gizmo in six years i guess you know he wants to adopt him and freaking joe dante as the uh <laughs> as the maintenance guy sprays water on him and then starts everything like that damn. was joe dante yeah wow huh i had no idea yeah he put himself in the movie he played another role i think as well and so did jerry goldsmith they were like bystanders <laughs> oh wow huh yeah Always got to give props to directors who put themselves in their own movies. You know, it's just kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I think Wes Craven did that in a movie. Um, yeah, in Scream, right? Yeah, I thought he was in the first movie. Wasn't he the janitor wearing the? Yeah. The yeah. Pretty okay. Outfit. <laughs> yeah, with the Fonz, which it is yeah. a joke in itself too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man. Um. But okay, so we got to talk about the brain gremlin. So the oh. talking gremlin. I thought he was hilarious. I think I could see some people call thinking like that's kind of annoying and cheesy. I thought it worked so well. Yeah, I agree. He's my favorite gremlin out of all of them in this one. Um. Yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would have remembered like his jokes as much as a kid, but like as an adult, I'm like, ah, these are the jokes for the grown-ups in the room. Yeah, exactly. He was I don't know, he the whole part when he's talking to um Fred the vampire on the talk show <laughs> uh-huh. and how the gremlins just want to have a civilization, you know, and he talks about the Geneva <laughs> Convention and stuff. <laughs> That's yeah. what they want to have. It's just so fun yeah and then he shoots a crow and i'm like is this gonna is this a future joker reference that todd phillips got that's exactly what i was thinking too (laughs) oh my gosh yeah he says fun but in no sense civilized and that is like basically the tagline for this movie uh yeah this movie is wild and they play with like genetics and that's like one of my favorite like bits of the movies when they're playing with like the genetics room and one of them gets like bat wings and is like he's he's not affected by the sunlight and it's in front of Christopher Lee who played Dracula. <laughs> yeah, and then he leaves the building with the bat symbol. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, outline. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He yeah. dashes through the wall and leaves like the Michael Keaton bat symbol oh. on the wall. Oh, I didn't notice that part, but that's funny. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Because <laughs> I guess the that Batman movie came out a year before that movie came out, so I guess it must have been made an impression. Yeah. Yeah, it was right between the first one and then Returns. Because mm-hmm, it was 89, so that's just a year prior. Um, yeah, this movie is just all around just a fun movie. It's it's so self-aware. Um, and I think the story works pretty well, wouldn't you say, Noah? Yeah, I'd agree. I think... Uh... Yeah, like I said earlier, they balance kind of pushing that story forward and then having these, like, one-off scenes, you know, of, like, the Phantom of the Opera gremlin on the <laughs> piano or on the organ. Yeah. And it's like, that serves the story, like, no purpose at all. But, you know, it it's just so fun. And, yeah, just trying to think of the other big parts that kind of stray away. Oh, uh, I like the, the female gremlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The female gremlin, um the singing New York New York from Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, that, where they're all dancing and singing in the lobby. Mhm. Oh man. Yeah, and this they movie's... rip the tape out of the theater or whatever. They're messing with the movie theater. Oh yeah. Okay. That was hilarious. Like I was like, "Ooh, this is such a fourth wall break, you know?" Yeah, it was perfect. I, what movie were they playing on the on the projector? I had no idea. I th- I was waiting for Snow White to show up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why they like Snow White, I have no idea. Yeah, that's some Gremlins lore that we need to find out. <laughs> yeah, because like I don't care for that movie at all. So it's like, well, of all the early Disney movies, like that, okay. <laughs> Unless they see themselves as like the dwarves, maybe I don't know. Also, why do the gremlins look so different in this movie? Yeah, I don't know. I think I was reading a little bit about it um, beforehand, and they had three times the budget. Whoa! Uh, yeah, for this movie, just to get Joe Dante back. Um, so I I bet that has to do with it. Just you know, having six years in between too probably helps a little bit with the puppetry and all that. Mm-hmm. oh that's so awesome that they got the budget and they did it so they could get joe dante back because i feel like this movie wouldn't work without him right and um what else i was reading was he didn't want to do a sequel because he thought the ending of the first one was like perfect mm-hmm. um so they were going through different writers and directors they wanted to do a gremlins 2 that took place on mars and las vegas um but nothing like it all fell through and so they Joe Dante finally came back for it. If he got full creative control and, you know, the budget was there too. Hmm. Huh. I would say he probably did. Cause it feels so much like a Joe Dante movie. I know he didn't write it, but, um, he, I mean, it, it has his fingerprints all over it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I really like gremlins too. I'm so glad you, you wanted to do an episode on this movie. Cause I was, I was very happy watching this movie. It just works so well for me. And, um, again, like you said, I don't hear many people talk about gremlins too. Yeah. Um, it's really good to hear that you ended up liking it a lot more than you thought you would. Cause, um, yeah, it's kind of an underground movie and surprisingly to me, but I'm a little bit biased. Yeah. Like I said, it's very rare that you get a sequel movie that has basically everyone back for a sequel, you know? And I'm sure like people are like, Oh, well how the gremlins die and everything is whatever. But it's like, they have to die. Like that's, you know, that going in, you know, it's all about the ride. 
Um, but I can't think of very many sequel movies that get, um, you know, everyone back together. Like, I guess you could say, like, <clears throat> like T2 with James Cameron and Schwarzenegger back, you know. Um, yeah. And Linda Hamilton. Um, and you could get, say, like, the Spider-Man movies for the most part. You get Raimi and um, Tobey Maguire and everyone back. But, like, for something like Gremlins 2, I would not have thought. I thought it was going to be a different director. It was going to be a lesser Gremlins. And I didn't think they were going to get um, Kate and Billy back for the movie at all. Yeah, they kind of went all in and trying to make, like, a true sequel and not just you know throwing the number two on it and have it be totally different yeah yeah i like how it's called the new batch because i guess it explains why they look different too you know yeah yeah didn't think about it that way and i kind of wish the first movie had that element of like the gremlins looking a little different you know they all look the same like evil and menacing in this one they look some of them look scary and then some of them look goofy you know i kind of like that yeah they have a lot more personality in this one yeah, the most personable gremlin in the first one for me was definitely that one in the that was singing to the jazz and smoking a cigar in the corner. I was like, that guy's yeah. cool. Yeah, I would hang out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I could not figure it out. Was the the main gremlin that dies from that, that Gizmo kills with the um, with the flaming arrow? It's like a spider. Is that like an it reference? <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it that way, but. Yeah, it could be because it was like was right at the time when that TV series came out. Yeah, because it looks so weird and awkward. I'm like, it kind of looks like it from it chapter two, but like, you know, also from the, the original TV series. <laughs> yeah, and they're both WB, aren't they? Uh, they probably are. I'm not I quite sure. So I wonder if. Yeah, makes me wonder. <laughs> so do you have a favorite um, Joe Dante film, Noah? It would have to be Gremlins 2, and <laughs> I haven't seen all of his movies. I haven't seen The Burbs. I haven't seen Matinee. I really want to see Matinee, though. Um, mm-hmm. But Small Soldiers was something I grew up on. Yeah. Um, Watch that all the time. Nice. So that's up there. Yeah, you should really watch Matinee and The Burbs. They're such fantastic movies. I know Matinee is basically William a William Castle homage. You know, people have been talking about William Castle lately. Um, but Joe Dante in 93 did that, you know. And then for me, I mean, I think Small Soldiers was the movie I watched the most growing up, you know. But he also did yeah. Looney Tunes back in action. I love that movie. Yeah, me too. I <clears> love <throat> that movie too. Yeah, See, he's just he just has so many great works. And just also like as a producer as well and a writer, it just works so well. Yeah, I can't wait to watch more of his filmography. That might be something else I hit during my vacation. Yeah, you, uh, <clears throat> it's not a bad uh, bad way of like getting into his work. Is definitely like a, you know lay aside some time to watch a couple of his movies. They just they all like he's such a mood director. Like when it's kind of like Stephen King. Like when his movies are playing, you're kind of like, oh, I know who's making this movie, and I love it because I, he, there's so much care and work put into it. Yeah, I know what you mean, just based off of the ones I've seen, that mm-hmm. they all have that same, uh, like, flavor to it, where it's uh, it's just so good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. And, and I, I, any time to wa- watch Joe Dante is a good time. And for you to bring this movie to my radar, I was so happy. So thank you so much, Noah, for expanding my film knowledge. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for, you know, inviting me on here to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So... <clears throat> 
what are uh, what are some other movies you I know you said you want to talk about some Joe Dante see some Joe Dante movies like what are um, some other movies on your radar um, maybe some viewers are curious to know about um that I will be watching yeah um that is a good question because we're about to be done with Halloween and you know War of Ember as some people coin it and you know then it's the Christmas movies true true I'm looking at my watch list it's absolutely <laughs> huge yeah on Letterboxd um. Yeah, matinee is up there on here. Uh, let's see. That new um, movie by David Cronenberg's son that's coming out. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh, I haven't. It's called Possessor. Um, it's by Brandon Cronenberg. It comes out in December on 4K. Whoa. Um, it's getting pretty good reviews. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Um, hey. It's really interesting. So that's that's up there for sure. And some of Guillermo del Toro's uh, older movies. I haven't seen a lot of them. So that's another one I'm going to hit. Yeah, that'll be a good time. I really liked Kronos. Um, And obviously Pan's Labyrinth is great. I've still yet to see The Devil's Backbone, though. Yeah, that one I haven't seen. But I did see Pan's Labyrinth um, last year. And I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Shape of Water I need to watch, too. Yeah, you're gonna be watching some good movies. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, you should check out my watch list sometime because it's crazy what I haven't seen. It's kind of yeah. embarrassing. I, I feel like I've like excommunicated myself from Letterbox because I could not keep up with just updating and writing. I am one of those people like I feel like I have to write a review after every movie I watch, you know, because if I put like a rating on it, I have to justify it. You know, I feel like if someone sees me put like a three or three and a half stars, like I have to like type the reason for it, you know. Right, I feel you on that. I don't um, write as many reviews as I want to, but that's something I want to start getting back into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll definitely be putting that letterbox down below for people to follow because you do update it pretty regularly. I, I'm one of those lurkers on Letterbox now. I just look to see what like popular among my friends are and the reviews that are being written. So yeah, I, I got definitely you. do that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Dude, thank you so much for just you know, coming on the show and I can't wait to have you on again. So we can talk about some more movies and love to get an update on things. So, um, I think that's going to do it unless you have anything else you want to talk about with, uh, gremlins too. No, I think we hit every point that I wanted to hit. Yeah. The point of the matter is, is the movie's so great and you have to check this movie out. You can buy that on Blu-ray by itself. I believe you can get it as a double pack. Apparently you can get it as a triple pack now too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's available on 4k. So whichever you prefer, it's there for you to watch. So, um, but yeah, thanks so much for being on here. Uh, Noah, it was so much fun. Oh, thank you. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And if, for those of you listening, if you enjoy this episode, and if you ever want to be a part of the show, um, I'm trying to do my best to like, reach out to people I want to have um, on the show as a guest. But if you ever want to reach out to me, you can always email the show at sequelpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter um, at inside sequel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at hertastic underscore uh, Chris. You can also follow Noah as well. Noah, what's your Twitter Twitter handle on there? Um, I believe it is. Let me see. Because I've had to change it. At Shrek Squirt. Yeah, it's still Shrek (laughs) Squirt. Which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, no underscores, no spaces, nothing. Just Shrek Squirt. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, Shrek is back, baby. I'm so glad to see. People talk about Scream coming back, but I think Shrek's coming back. Oh, yeah. We're having an awakening. Yes. (laughs) But you can follow, follow Noah there. You can follow me there as well. 
Um, but thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been Inside the Sequel. And remember, <laughs> if you aren't watching Gremlins movies or Joe Dante films, do you really care about cinema? Anyway, we'll see you next time.